Hello and welcome. This is Pastor Terry, and I'd like to welcome you to my Bible study podcast. This daily podcast is a place where we take the teachings of Scripture seriously, but ourselves, not so much. Join us as we dive into the sacred words of the Bible. Each time we read, we pray, we change the world. Welcome to Pastor Terry's Bible Study Podcast. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to today's podcast. It is Monday, July 11th, 2022. So do you know what today is, guys? It is 7-11 day, a.k.a. Slurpee day. Slurpee day, Slurpee day. They still do. I'm sure they do. You go to 7-11 today and you get a Slurpee. For free, I think. Yeah, Slurpee Day. So, uh, welcome. I mean, it's already a good day. Although I will say, today when we came back in from our morning walk, saw a snake. Ooh, don't like snakes. Yeah. And uh, saw one. We saw one. I didn't see it. I walked right by it. Apparently, Christy saw it. And uh, then I saw it. Um. I don't like snakes at all. So it was brown. It wasn't like your typical black racer. You know, this dude was brown. And probably four to five feet long. Maybe longer. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Anyway, but let's talk about happier things like Slurpee Day. Yeah. Go grab your Slurpee at 7-Eleven. For 7-Eleven Day. I think I will. Yeah. Well, today we are on uh, in the book of Proverbs, continuing through uh, the Proverbs this summer, just adding to our wisdom and knowledge. So glad that you're on part of it. We, uh, we are normally kind of go through a reading plan, but this summer we kind of took a little exit and jumped into the Proverbs, and so we're reading a chapter a day through the Proverbs, and so Monday through Thursday, generally. Talk more about that later for this week, but usually by Monday through Thursday. So we are on Proverbs 22 today. Yeah, as far as, far as this week goes, um, I'm heading out of town, so don't know what the end of the week will look like today and tomorrow. We'll be on for sure. Obviously, today I'm already on. Tomorrow, uh, Tuesday, the, the 12th and the 13th but probably will not be on on the 14th and 15th. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. Definitely not the 15th, but May, Thursday's iffy. So, but, uh, but we got today, so let's do it. We know what we do. We read, we pray. We change the world. Let's jump into Proverbs 22. That's where we are in our walk through the book of Proverbs, Proverbs 22. Let's see uh, what the Lord has to say to us today. Hope you guys had a great weekend. Hope uh, the Lord... Uh, ministered to you yesterday in worship and uh, wherever you worship, whether Bayside or uh, at your home church, hope you uh, hope you had a good day. Hope you had some time to relax. We're right in the dog dog days of summer now, so maybe you got a vacation or two yet to 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 uh, to check off the list before the summer's over. 
I know we, we have a couple trips planned, so looking forward to that. Let's do it. Proverbs 22, verse 1. A good name is more desirable than great riches. To be esteemed is better than gold. That's one of my favorite Proverbs. It's one of my favorite verses in the Bible right there. <laughs> a good name. Man. Someone has said, you know, it takes a lifetime to establish a good name, and it takes like uh, two minutes to ruin it. Uh, sad but true, you know, reputation. You know, it takes a long time to build reputation and maintain reputation. It only takes a few bad decisions to ruin uh, a good name. But um, teaching teaching others the value of a good name. So what is a good name? It means it's, so, it's someone who keeps their word, someone who operates with integrity and honesty, uh, character, uh, some wisdom. Um, some truthfulness, kindness, graciousness. We talk about the spiritual gift, uh, spiritual fruit. It's the uh, fruit of the spirit. Someone who lives with love, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, goodness, self-control. Over over a period of time, <laughs> not just for one hour a day or for one day a week, but over the long throw of one's life, you live with demonstrating the fruit of the spirit. A good name is more desirable than riches. Hmm. You think about that with the service industries, right? Like, say, a mechanic shop. You find a place that has a good name. People go to it. Why? Because they've, they've proven that they're trustworthy. They're, they're, uh, they're honest. And um, that good name carries weight. And likewise, bad name. You know, something with a bad reputation. It's... It, it can ruin a business, man. It can ruin you know you those of you business owners, you got you guys that run businesses, you know how it is. I mean, a, 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 a irate customer can can damage your business by the things they say, by the by the negative report they give. So a good name is more desirable than riches. You got to protect it. Verse two, rich and poor have this in common: the Lord is the maker of them all. God is a God of the rich and the poor. He's over all of us. Doesn't mean uh, this is a good. I mean, in this context, it's a good. It's a good word for those that are poor. It's a reminder that hey, we both serve. Everyone serves under the same Lord. We're all equal at the foot of the cross, as we say. We're all equal in the eyes of God. And to the rich, it's a reminder that hey, remind, remember you got to you got to be accountable to the Lord too. God made you and the poor. You, you're accountable to them as well, to the Lord as well. Verse 3, the prudent see danger and take refuge. But the simple keep going and pay the penalty. I'm thinking about uh, the prudent see danger and take refuge, but the simple keep going and pay the penalty. So I guess today I would be the simple because I walked right by that snake. <laughs> I didn't even see him. See, the prudent, they see danger and they take refuge. But the simple, they just keep right on walking. They don't, they don't they don't change their course. <laughs> I walked right by it. I was in the house where he said, ah, I did, ah. She, she, I was like, what? It's like, you just walked right by a snake. It's like, then I, then I was like, what? Yeah. So the prudent, apparently Christy in this scenario is the prudent. She sees danger and she takes refuge. But the simple, I guess that would be me, they just keep going and uh, pay the penalty. <laughs> but this is a great... Uh, 
proverb, right? Like it's wise to see when something is not working, right? The prudent see danger. The prudent see that if I keep going down this path, it's not going to go well. Like this is a bad direction to go. So the prudent, they see danger ahead and they take refuge. But the simple, what do they do? They just keep going straight on ahead, just acting like it's going, it's going to change. Like I can just keep doing the same things I'm always doing and it's going to change. Well, it doesn't change. You've got to change. The prudent see danger and take refuge. But the simple, the immature, foolish, just keep on going. And they will eventually, inevitably pay the penalty. I think we've all uh, been the, uh, the simpleton in that scenario from one time or another in our lives. When we, uh, we just ignored the facts and just kind of kept going and ended up paying the penalty for it. Verse 4, humility, in the fear of the, humility is the fear of the Lord. Its wages are riches and honor and life. Hmm. Humility is, is the fear of the Lord. True humility is the fear of the Lord. <clears throat> and it'll pay off what he's saying. Its wages are riches and honor and life. Verse 5, in the path of the wicked are snares and pitfalls, but those who would preserve their life stay far from them. And this is, uh, this kind of goes back to the prudency, danger, and take refuge, right? The paths of the wicked are full of snares and pitfalls, but those who would preserve their life stay far from them. Stay far from the, uh, the path of the wicked, from the snares and the pitfalls that accompany the, the path of the wicked. If you want to save your life, you want to, if you want to preserve your life, you've got to stay away from the way of the wicked because the way of the wicked is filled with snares and pitfalls. Snares and pitfalls will end your life, will ruin your life. So you love your life, stay away from those things. A wise person says, hey, this path lead, has lots of pitfalls and snares. Therefore, I'm going to stay off that path. <laughs> That's what wisdom says. Wisdom identifies the problems and is like, you know what? I, here's my solution. I'm not going to go down that path. Yeah. Verse 6. Start children off on the way they should go, and even when they are all old, they will not turn from it. There's one we know, right? That's one we've heard before, Proverbs 22, 6. Start children off on the way they should go, and even when they are old, they will not depart from it. Train a child in the way they should go, and when they are old, they will not depart from it. Yeah. The truth is, like, a child, I mean, children are, become adults who make their own decisions. So it doesn't guarantee that they're going to make the decisions that we want them to make. But what is it saying is that they will never outrun what they've been taught. It's always going to be there. So you start children off on the way they, they shall go, and when they're old, they will not turn from it. It'll always be there calling them. Um, and... Most of the time, most of the time, given enough time, most of the time, they'll turn back to what they've been taught because it's just been proven. It's been proven true. You know, think about even in your own life, how many things you may have been taught by your parents, and at one point you're like, I don't want, I don't want to hear that. And now, with now that you have kids, you you hear yourself saying the same thing to your kids <laughs> because you found out it's true through through life. So start children off on the way they go. So you know. This idea of teaching our children in the faith, it amazes me. Some parents are like, oh, no, I'm just going to leave that up to my kids. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. I'll be honest with you. I'm going to leave faith and, re and, and religion and 
uh, a relationship with God. I'm going to just leave that up to them. I'm, you know, that, that's the fool, most foolish thing I've ever heard in my life. What area in life that is important to a child? You're just going to leave it up to them. You just leave that. You just you just uh, leave their nutrition up to them. You know, I just you know what I I'm you know and I'm I'm going to let them decide what they want to eat. Whatever they want to eat is fine. I mean, I don't want to influence their diet. I don't want to, you know, I don't, so they, I'm just going to go to the supermarket and I'm just going to let them pick the things that they think we should have to eat. That's goofy. <laughs> That's goofy. No, but in the area of faith, like, oh, I'm just going to let my kids, I'm not going to put, I'm not going to teach my kids, I'm just going to let my kids decide. That's foolish. Nowhere in the Bible is it uh, all, let's just say it this way, positively, all over scripture, faith is to be passed on from generation to generation to generation. We're supposed to teach the faith to our children. We should train our children up in the way they should go, and when they are old, they will not turn from it. We've got to make that spiritual investment in them as their as children. Verse seven: the rich rule over the poor, and the borrower is slave to the lender. The word about debt: the borrower is slave to the lender. If you've been in debt, you know how true that is. You're slave to the lender. You've got these obligations, and so you must keep your obligations. So the rich will rule over the poor, and the borrower is slave to the lender. That's just stating a fact. <laughs> it's, you do with it what you want to. That's what this proverb is saying. It's like, here it is. Look, if you want to live enslaved, then get yourself in debt, because that's exactly what it will feel like. The borrower is slave to the lender. The rich rule over the poor. You want to be on the on the rich lender side of that. You do not want to be the poor borrowing slave side of that, right? You want to be able to, and then honestly, in scripture it tells us not to lend, but to give. You know, to give generously. Stay out of debt. Get out of debt. You know, we have a story, we have a we have a financial story about that a few years, several years ago now, probably 15 to 20 years ago. You know, we learned some biblical principles through the Financial Peace University and got serious about it. And, you know, at that time, we had probably twenty dollars to $25,000 worth of debt. And some of that was student loans. Some of that was consumer debt. Some of that was cars. Um, this was, yeah, like I said, 20 years ago. And on our side, that was a lot. For us, that was a lot. And... And we'd been paying on student loans there our entire mar marriage. I was getting close to 40 years old. We were still paying my student loans. And we came across the financial peace. And we got serious about Dave Ramsey's plan to get out of debt. And about, like I said, about 15 years ago, we did the debt-free scream. We're debt-free! And it, it, changed the, it changed our lives. It took, added so much peace to our lives, took so much financial stress out of our lives. Uh, we never, we no longer felt like a slave to the lender. We felt like we had some control in our finances. We could live beneath our means and still have margin so that we could give, so that we could pay for vacations, not finance them, so that we could pay for gifts and presents for our, for birthdays and Christmas so we didn't have to finance them on a credit card. And you can do it too. I mean, some of you are already there. You're already there, but... Um, you can do it too. It's just, it's a matter of determination. It's, again, as we said before, it's not, 
um, and being sick of it. Honestly, it's a matter of determination being just sick of it. You get to a point where you're sick and tired of being sick and tired, and you're like, you know what? Uh, the prudent sees danger and takes refuge. But the simple, they just keep on going. You're wondering why it's, it hasn't changed. You get tired of being a simpleton. That's what, it was, that's what happened with us. We got tired of being a simpleton. We're tired of living this way. And um, so you got to suck it up and live a few years that are maybe a little more constrained than you like, but it pays off because in the next 20 to 30 years of your life, 40 years of your life, you live with peace and freedom, financial peace and freedom. So, yeah. Verse 8. Whoever sows injustice reaps calamity, and the rod they will in fury will be broken. <clears throat> Whoever sows injustice reaps calamity. That's true, man. Verse 9. The generous will themselves be blessed, for they share their food with the poor. Hear that, man? Generous. You gener the generous will be blessed. You can't outgive God. Yeah, generous, generous. You find yourself being blessed. You you give, and it feels it's more blessed to give than receive. We know that. We find that to be true all the time. Here, the generous will be, will themselves be blessed, for they share their food with the poor. Verse ten: Drive out the mocker, and out goes strife. Quarrels and insults are ended. Man, I've seen this. You drive out the mocker, and the strife goes leaves with them. You think about in toxic relationships, toxic teams. Um, you get rid of the person that is the mocker, the person that is causing the problem. You get rid of that person. It is amazing how quickly the strife and the quarrels clear up. You get rid of the mocker, you solve a lot of problems. <laughs> so you, you may be on a team right now. You may be on a team, I don't know, maybe at, at work, or you maybe you're managing a team, uh, or you're over a group of people. I'm going to tell you, if you have a mocker on that team, that's your problem. And the team and and the <clears throat> and the relationships will improve dramatically and and uh, and quickly if you get rid of the mocker. I'm not telling you to like get rid of them. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's like I'm not saying get rid of like I'm saying like kick him off your team. That's what I'm saying. Get him off your team. Get him off your team. If you're an employer, have them. Have them find somewhere else to work. Fire them. Because the quicker they leave, the better, the quicker things will improve. Drive out the mocker and out goes the strife. Quarrels and insults are ended. It's amazing. This is a good word for those who are on if you're on a toxic team. Um, the good word is that a team can be can get toxic. This is kind of a leadership principle. Um, but it's amazing how quickly a toxic team can improve if you get rid of the wrong people or the wrong person. Usually it's a person. You get rid of that, that, that mocker, it's amazing how quickly, how quickly, and overnight it feels, things improve. Verse 11, one who loves a pure heart and who speaks with grace will have, a, have the king for a friend. Hmm. You'll go places. You have a pure heart and you speak with grace, you'll go places. We'll have a king for a friend. You'll, you'll find yourself with... Um, in, in favor with people of affluence and influence. The eyes of the Lord keep watch over knowledge, but he frustrates the words of the unfaithful. <clears throat> the eyes of the Lord keep watch over knowledge. He frustrates the words of the unfaithful. The unfaithful, they eventually stumble upon the words. See, it's the idea is like God's kind of managing everything, and, he, and, and, and by and by, people who are unfaithful, who are not legit, who are not honest, who are 
working an angle, they're eventually going to stumble over themselves. They will, they will reveal what they're about, right? Verse 13, the sluggard says, there's a lion outside. I'll be killed in the public square. And so, I, so I'm not going to do anything, right? <clears throat> the sluggard basically says, there's a lot, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm afraid it's dangerous out there, and so I'm not going to do anything. Hmm. People, all, you know, you've seen that. People make excuses you know, for inaction. Verse 14, the mouth of an adulterous woman is a deep pit. A man who is under the Lord's wrath falls into it. Folly is bound up in the heart of a child, but the rod of discipline will drive it away. Man, we got to discipline our children. Folly is bound up foolishness. <clears throat> and how do we um, train children to be wise, to uh, understand consequences? Through discipline. So folly is bound up in a child. We don't, none of us are born wise. No one. None of us. We're all born with a whole truckload of folly. <laughs> Some of us are born with a whole lot, a whole bunch of it, and, you know, like more than most. But uh, we all have, we're born with folly. None of us are born wise. We're all born with folly. And so we need discipline and consequences to teach us the right way. Verse 16, one who oppresses the poor to increase his wealth and one who gives to the rich both come to poverty. Mm. You oppress the poor to increase your wealth, you, you're going to pay. Eventually, you won't pay. Verse 17, pay attention and turn your ear to, now this is a little, these, these sayings kind of are um, kind of written in a little different uh, way. Pay attention and turn your ear to the way, sayings of the wise. Apply your heart to what I teach, for it is pleasing when you keep them in your heart and have all of them ready on your lips, so that your trust may be in the Lord. I teach you today, even you. Have I not written 30 sayings for you, sayings of counsel and knowledge, teaching you to be honest and to speak the truth so that you bring back truthful reports to those you serve? Hmm. Pay attention. Turn your ears to the wise. Trust the Lord, and he will teach you. Verse uh, saying two, do not exploit the poor because they are poor, and do not crush the needy in the court, for the Lord will take up their case and will exact life for life. Oof, their life's just as valuable as yours. Do not, do not exploit, exploit the poor. Do not crush the needy in court. Saying number three, verse 24. Do not make friends with a hot-tempered person. Do not associate with one easily angered, or you may learn their ways and get yourself ensnared. Mm. Hot-headed people breed hot-headed people. So you... You find someone who's a hothead, stay away. Stay away. It's going to be a problem. It's going to be a prowling. <laughs> uh, saying four, verse 26, do not be one who shakes hands in pledge or puts up security for debts. If you lack the means to pay, your very bed will be snatched from under you. Again, that's about uh, debt, being staying out of debt. Don't be one who shakes hands and pledge, puts up security for debts, you know, uh, leverages, you know, one asset for something else. Don't do that. If you lack the means to pay, your bed will be snatched from you. So you can actually lose the, you can lose both. Yeah, don't put things up for collateral. If you can't, if we can't afford it, don't buy it. Wait. 
I know we hate that. I do too. I hate waiting. I want it now. I want it now. Well, you got to wait sometimes. Verse uh, saying number five, verse 28. Do not move an ancient boundary stone set up by your ancestors. Hmm. That's basically about uh, proper, uh, what, what's yours? Like, don't, no, this is, this, no, you know, respect the boundaries of what's yours and what is not yours, <laughs> right? Do not move the ancient uh, boundary stone set up by your ancestors. Honor what's yours and what is not yours. Uh, respect it. Yeah, verse 6, or saying 6, verse 29. Do you see someone skilled in their work? They will serve before kings. They will not serve before officials of low rank. Um, man, isn't that true? Like people who are good, whatever the skill is, whether it's in plumbing or electricity or carpentry or uh, mechanics, as we mentioned earlier, or whatever, uh, uh, computer technology, uh, networking, whatever it is. You see someone who's skilled, musicians, they will serve before kings. They're, they people will take notice. They will be. They will find. They will. They will see advancement. They will see um, improvement. They will see recognition. Why? Because people will respond to their skill. So the idea here is like the, the word of God is lifting up and honoring just skilled work. Whatever you do, be good at it. Whatever your whatever your your uh, vocation is, be a good one. <laughs> you know. Every, every, there's no, there's no professions that are dishonorable, you know, maybe, maybe with a few exceptions, but, but whatever the Lord's called you into, whatever your vocation he's called you into, whether it's drywall or whether it's detailing cars or whether it's teaching or nursing or whether you're a CEO or a manager or in retail or a, a business owner, be a darn good one. Yeah. Be a good one. I remember, and I don't know that it, I loved this out exactly, but I remember uh, being in school, and I was I was not a great high school student. Or I was a good elementary school student. I kind of declined in junior high, and I was a horrible high school student. I just was not interested. Um, and so I got into some trouble. I had to stay after school in one of those you know detention after school detentions, and um, with all the you know with all the problem kids of which I was a part. And the teacher went around the room. I don't know why this sticks out in my mind, honestly. But the teacher went around the room, the one that was, you know, so lucky to be able to to have to stay and tend to us delinquents. <laughs> and she went around the room and among some of the other assignments that she gave us, she asked us this question, what do you want to be when you grow up? And I don't know why. I mean, I, as a high school student, I had no idea what I wanted to be. But I said this, and it was... As I look back, I was like, well, that was wisdom beyond my years because I really didn't know what the heck I was saying. I was like, but it's one of those things that like this, this uh, burst of wisdom out of the mouth of a 17-year-old, I bet she was as surprised as anyone to hear it. But for some reason, I blurted it out uh, when it came to me. I don't really know what I want to be, but I just want to be good at whatever I do. Well, I mean, I don't know if I've lived up to that, but. It's still a wise saying, and it actually is exactly what Proverbs is saying. But I remember that. I remember saying that. I remember hearing myself say it and thinking, yeah, I, I guess, yeah, I think I should think that that's right. <laughs> you ever say something you're like, you know what, that was actually, yeah, that actually made sense. <laughs> I do that every Sunday during church, like, 
talking like, oh, you know what? That actually made a little bit of sense. And then I'll say something that I'm like, no, that didn't make any sense at all. I've done that too. But do you see someone who's skilled in their work? They're going to serve before kings. They will not uh, serve before officials of low rank. They're going to be promoted. People will notice. People will honor it. So just say encouragement to you today. Whatever your skill is, whatever your, your vocation is, man, spend some time getting better. Always learn. Always grow. Always always look to improve. Because um, it just it, the rewards will be immense. And they will serve you for a lifetime. Yeah. All right, you guys, thanks so much for being on today. Let's, uh, let's pray. Let's uh, lift up to the Lord our hearts this morning, this afternoon. Whenever you listen to this, let's lift our hearts up. Lord, thank you so much for your goodness and grace. Thank you for loving us. Thank you for your kindness and, and generosity. Thank you for teaching us wisdom. Lord, we pray that we would uh, use all the things that you've given us uh, well, that we would continually improve and learn and grow, Lord, so that we can uh, point people to you so we can point people to the goodness of God. Lord, I pray for my friends today at the beginning of this new, new week. Maybe they have things coming up this week that have them stressed out or worried or concerned. God, would you give them peace? Would you give them grace? Give them uh, just favor today. Lord, thank you for uh, giving us more than we ever need. You are a good and gracious God, and so we receive from you, and we know that you are more than enough. Lord, thank you again for this wisdom. We pray that we might not only hear it, but we would apply it to our lives, uh, that we might be people um, that honor you in the way that we live our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. God bless you today. Thank you so much for being a part of today's podcast. I hope this these words of wisdom from the Word of God have encouraged you and strengthened you, uh, maybe given you some things to think about. Uh, maybe they've challenged you. That's good. That's good. But I love you guys. Appreciate you guys. Thank you for the support. Thank you for sharing the podcast, talking about it, sharing it with others, helping other people find it, um, and, uh, and just spreading the word. If you ever need to reach out to me about the podcast, you can do that at Bible Study Podcast 2020 at gmail.com. Bible Study Podcast 2020 at gmail.com. Always love to hear from you. All right, you guys have a great day. We'll be back at it tomorrow. Love you guys. We'll see you next time. Thank you for joining us today on Pastor Terry's Bible Study Podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's show. If this episode has been an encouragement to you, please help us by spreading the word about the podcast. You can do that by giving us a thumbs up, subscribing, and sharing it with your friends. You can also find me, Pastor Terry, as well as Bayside Church in Safety Harbor, Florida, on all social media platforms. The church you will find at Bayside Church SH. Again, thank you for being with us today and for sharing this podcast with your friends. Until next time, remember, God's word is true. Everything else is merely commentary. God bless you. We'll see you next time.